Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Xbox the Box and Xbox Podcast. My name is Mateo Chief and I'm with my good friend Alice. How you doing Alice? Hi. That, yeah, that I'm way. good, thanks. Now, uh, I think I just like cutting down on games, but I've certainly been playing more on Xbox. But, uh, but I thought I would begin by offering something that is an Xbox. Ooh, okay, <laughs> go on, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I saw the first episode of The Last of Us on Sky. Ooh, I haven't watched it yet. Any good? It's actually pretty good because I know we'll be like dogging about like the party, Last of Us, and the remaster yeah. known as like Last of Us. No, it's not remaster, it's remake. Oh, gosh. Remake. Oh. Things mixed around, but. <laughs> cash but grab. It's... <laughs> yeah. The Last of Us cash but... grab. <laughs> yeah, but uh, apparently the HBOs work with like PlayStation Studios to release the. Uh, the TV's version of, like, The Last of Us, which is from the original. So yeah. you have, like, um, that guy from the Mandalorian or some sort. And there's the also, like, too. Oh, what's his name? Mandal- uh, I can't remember his name now. The actor. Oh. I don't know if it's P- Pedro or something. Yeah, Pe- Pedro know. Pascal, that's it. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. He, he's also in Game of Thrones, and yeah, he's he's everywhere now. Everyone loves him. He's he's everyone loves him. So perfect casting. Uh, yeah. I'm not so sure about also, Ellie, but whatever. <laughs> he also has a trans sister, so he's like, yeah, right. cool. Yeah, and, but, and, and um, what's the name of Ellie? The one who just the one who plays Ellie. She's just come out as non-binary as well. If before you'd be interested in that. Oh, sweet. There you go. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Ellie yeah. actress is yeah and is Bella that... something Bella Ramsey. No, that's for the that's for the game. I think the TV show is played by oh gosh yeah. Ashley Johnson. That's that's the game. <laughs> Ashley Johnson's the game. <laughs> and Troy Baker is. Um, oh no, they played game. in the original games. Yeah, oh, damn it. Okay, no, the actress but... in the in the TV show is. Is done by Ray. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, oh. I've heard, I've heard this. Int- I've heard oh, this. She, she also plays uh, one of the characters in Game of Thrones, and yeah. also played in the West Witch. But actually, that reminds me of that character. Who? Yeah, it was the one who's like a tough uh, leader in the Game around the North in Game of Thrones. Yeah, thought, she... that's a really interesting character. <laughs> so she gets to play Ellie from the game. So. Yeah, she had she had her own little uh, like own little uh, section of the north with like four or five people that she led, which was hilarious. But she was like the most powerful leader in Westeros. I I used to love Game of Thrones back in the day until they kind of ruined it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Uh, well, that's what's gonna happen with the Last of Us because when season two comes out, it's gonna be a train wreck. So <laughs> I would say um, I watched the first episode and I still remember the story from the game. So. Yeah. It does have a similarities there. It also yeah. has an emotional emphasis, like it just reminds you what you face up against, and also like gives more time to the characters, especially the Joel's uh, daughter thing. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's just like yeah, it just definitely works out fine. And I think yeah, it just works out to be a how do I put? It's a much better character. So what do I put? Yeah. And then, you know, in the game that you're Last of Us, you yeah. have your choices, and you want to like want to see whether you see the environment there. Like, if yeah. you want to see the desolate city when you get into one of the levels, 
you go in and you see all the towers there and I thought yeah that looks really cool but in the TV show it just gives you what you need to know yeah. and it already shows like the skyscrapers collapsing on each other uh, towards the end and it's like wow it's just really interesting it just because it, it just kind of works in a different perspective compared to the TV show and I yeah. think yeah that's really really cool I need to, I, I need to watch it because I The Last of Us Part 1 I did adore I loved that game I'm just not a fan uh, of the second are one. Are you sure? Well, well, be careful, because you're referring to the remaster when you should be referring to the first Last of Us game, which is released 10 years ago. The PS3 as the version. original Last of Us. So this is the <laughs> game we should be focusing on, not the remaster. Not the remaster, <laughs> the PS3 version, or maybe the, even the PS4 port, but not the PS5 version, even though I haven't played the PS5 mm. version. But yeah... It's annoying though, like the discourse with the Last of Us, because I put, I, like, I remember I commented on a video or like a thing, and it's like, it's a shame I don't like. It's like, because is this the first video game adaptation? I'm hoping they change season two and don't follow the game for, for season two, and then everyone's like, uh, you're a neckbeard, uh, like in incel and all this shit. It's like, okay, whatever. Just because I don't like the plot of something, then you. Like what the hell? It's <laughs> just like it's like really I... like people get really offended because you don't like the plot or something. It's it's baffles yeah, me. Yeah, that that's pretty much toxic fandom. As exactly. Far as I, know. But, I feel like it's one of the most toxic there's... fandoms in the whole gaming community. Is the last of us, unfortunately. I'm yeah. glad you said gaming community because because it's just like saying, oh, this one is the most toxic, and like, whoa. You forgot about Steven Universe and Ruby. Those <laughs> fandoms are much worse. <laughs> that is true, yeah. But yeah, it's like it's, you can't say you don't like The Last of Us Part Two without it becoming uh, you, you're uh, you're scared of strong, powerful women and stuff like this. It's like no, I just did like the plot. I thought it was really badly written. Like, it's like... I just think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of misunderstandings there, and yeah. it's just like talking about. Uh, 2016 Ghostbusters when you complain oh, yeah. about the film and then people think as if you're complaining about the female cast and that's exactly. not the point no, but now exactly. looking back on it I just feel like <coughs> I should definitely watch the 2016 one because I've seen all the three other Ghostbusters films yeah. there's also the 70s Ghostbusters which I thought hey it's got a nice it. catchy theme song <laughs> <laughs> I love the original but, Ghostbusters I've, I've, I, to be honest I've not seen the 2016 one I think it, I, I, I I was I obviously people were mad about it because it's women, but I I just didn't want to watch it because it felt like a catch in to me. It just felt like it was like cheap nostalgia, but then I like cheap nostalgia well, sometimes, so I don't know. I well, don't know. actually, it's still got the same kind of problems as the latest Ghostbusters, which is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, and it's just like combines nostalgia with new stuff, and I feel mm. this is the same kind of problems faced with the 2016 version. But yeah. I would. To see if I can still like watch the 2016 one. I'll see have if to I watch can it. find it. That's our homework. Yeah, we, so I might... That's our homework for the week. We're gonna go watch Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I see that but... afterlife. I enjoyed that because I like um, Wolf Wolf House uh, from Stranger Things, and I like Paul Rudd. So I thought I was like, oh, I definitely have to watch it. It's not as good as the originals, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Afterlife, and it was, and it's it's not. I, I what I appreciate about it as well. It's not like, uh, the like uh, the Force Awakens or anything. It's not like a rewrite of the original film. It's a totally different plot, which I appreciate. Because some films they'll do a remake and it'll literally be the same film beat for beat, 
just with like new characters you know what I mean um yeah Ghostbusters 2016 known uh, answer the call is actually available on Amazon Prime but you can get there it from go. like many uh, <laughs> video services but seeing we're going off topic we're really off topic um, here <laughs> I love it uh, The Last of Us um the TV show is really good I would recommend watching it because I really do enjoy the story from the original PlayStation 3 game and it looks as if they're going to uh, faithfully adapt it into a really good TV series. So it is extremely promising, and I cannot wait for the moments they can recreate on the screen. Yeah. So I'll be uh, having a good watch of it, and I really do hope it comes out great, even as the, someone who chooses Xbox over PlayStation. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Me too, exactly. And I'm, as I said, I'm, it's the only time I've ever wanted them to drastically change a plot for season two. I'm really hoping that they don't do the same plot as the second game but we'll see we'll have it's to... possible it's possible like yeah they have a powers to change the plot because they already added in like different scenes in the first episode oh, who yeah. knows they might probably look through part two and like change it and could turn out better or well, it could be just as bad as a game yeah. uh but yeah i know hey uh, people complain about it in the comments. I don't know, but but <laughs> I mean, well, we can all agree that the TV show is really good and it's worth watching. And I, I hope, hope people who follow us for the Xbox stuff won't mind about that because yeah. I mean it's just yeah, it's a video game out. still. So yeah, I mean we're going to probably talk about the Fallout TV show when it comes out, and uh, we've talked we've talked a little bit about the Halo TV show. So. Well, you know, we're we're here for it. We're here for that kind of stuff. Video video game adaptations are becoming more and more of a thing. Uh, I, yeah. I my my optimism for season two with the Last of Us is that they like. I mean, without trying to spoil it, let's just say Pedro Pascal's character is not in the second game as much as he is in the first game, and I'm thinking that people will like Pedro Pascal and they're gonna not want to. They want to. They want him in the second series and not like you know write him off. If that makes any sense or write you know, that's what I'm gonna mm. say. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> don't want to spoil it for people. But yeah, yeah. Patrick so, Pascal is is a highlight of the show. Uh, so we just had a little bit of technical difficulty. Sorry about that. I forgot where we were. We were talking about Pedro Pascal and how great he is and how much I love the Mandalorian and uh, how I want his babies. Anyway, let's move on to what we've been playing. Um, have you been playing anything interesting at all? Or uh, no? <laughs> just watching TV. <laughs> I've played something. Ooh, do tell. Um, I think I may have played bit Vampire Survivors, but I don't know if it's like last week or the I week before. But yeah, but I have actually been playing the Cyberpunk to twenty twenty seven. Nice, any good? So, I wanted to go back to it since they've updated it. I just went into it and turned on ray tracing, and I thought. Uh, because I was a bit sceptical enough for as if like it hasn't been treated particularly well and I think there was a lot of controversy surrounding it so it's just like kind of a bit iffy but it's still popular with like trans people especially trans women and they certainly enjoy it so when I went into it it's just like wow the environment's interesting and I think like 
when I saw only the first episode of Cyberpunk uh, 2077 Edge Runners, it's yeah. like, oh, the environment's interesting and it's a bit like this gay. But then when I get into it, it just feels like, wow, it's really immersive. Also, it's got a really good tutorial section where you just like jack in and you just go inside the computer simulation and it's like you learn how to play the game and I thought wow that's that's really cool oh. and and that's all before like I went for the cutscene the first went for the flashback and I stopped before like starting the first actual mission of the game and I thought um, it will be interesting if I play more but because of my mental health and also like trying to do different things like reading yeah. I haven't had time to go into it Oh, that's fair. I really want to try it though. I have to go back to it. I've got it. I've, I like. I bought it for cheap off Amazon. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really good. Uh, I haven't watched Edge Runners either. I need to watch that as well. Uh, we talk about TV shows. I mean, that's good. Uh, I would say there's a lot of banging around in the anime, but I don't know if it's the same with the okay. the game as well. But yeah. but anyway, it's just. Um, I just started playing it and I thought I might check it out because I think I'm running out of juice for everything else. Like, I don't want to get hooked into Civilization VI. Yeah. And I should be playing like Pokemon Arceus, which I think I may have played a little bit the past week, but not so much. Yeah. I still had to do the faceless video. I don't know if it was a bit late, but but I would still like have to like do some recording for it. But I'm just going to have to see about that. But apart from mm. that... Uh, I've also played some like Halo Infinite. Uh, there's Joint Fire event this week, and I thought, yeah, it's interesting. It's like Cyber sh so Showdown, only you don't get anything new apart from those like 10 week awards. So, like, okay. you get an emblem, two new visors, and a JFO attachments. And yeah, it's just quite decent. But also, That's Joint Fire game mode is actually really interesting because. It's like the Halo take on spies versus mercenaries from like uh, Splinter Cell games. Yeah. Like one side spies cool. and sneaks in, and then the other being mercenaries, like try to gun down the spies. Oh, the right. Halo kind of changes this formula where the mercenary, the mercs have to like defend the flag and have and can spam a lot of sensors around to check for any people. Whereas spies, this does only have a pistol and a storm rifle and have and have infinite invisibility they have to like avoid the sensors and then make sure they capture the flag so it's really interesting it's and dope. also it's actually quite popular in the moon so it's not that hard to like find the game but apart from that it's just like you got the return of cyper uh cosmetics from like last year as well as the rusty armadillo set in the shop but if you don't feel like supporting 343i by purchasing their items then you're not missing out much it's just okay. repeats <laughs> oh, okay fair enough i need to play it i have, i didn't realize there was an event going on I, 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 like i love going back to halo infinite every now and again whenever there's an event i usually try and go and play try and do the like the 10 pass the 10 tier battle passes and stuff that's interesting i've not played halo in a while but i, I should go back to it and try that um i've been yes. playing i've been playing inscription um, what is that? Inscription. Well, so I was going to say this is the front runner now for my game of the year that didn't come out this year. <laughs> for, for this year, because <laughs> it came out in 2020, I believe. It's a card game escape room game that's also 
uh, roguelike. It's very complicated to explain, but it's it's just really addictive. Uh, it's like it's a mystery. You're trying to figure out what the mystery is and all that, and it's like um, you are, it's like a really it's really messed up car game. It starts off as, and you like got to try and figure out how to escape the lodge with the guy who's playing the game. And then it gets, and then it's like you think that's the full game, and then it's a twist, and then it's it, the game changes into something completely different. And I completed the second part of it. And now the game's very completely different again. It's really weird. It reminds. It's like got very, uh, uh, like like almost like a Doki Doki kind of. Uh, if you if you played that, it's like that kind of feel to it. It's like a horror game, but it's a card game. Uh, it's really hard to explain. It's just really, really good. It's like a really, really addictive game, and I can't stop playing it. Uh, it's on the Switch. Oh, that sounds wait- very good. So <laughs> you're wanna, saying it comes out on Switch, but it also comes Switch. out on Xbox as well. I wait. I've been waiting for the Xbox version for like t- a year. I got impatient and vi- finally just gave up and bought it on Switch because I've been watching. I'm watching videos about it. I was like, this game looks really cool. It looks right up my street. I like card games, and it's a really messed up, cre- creepy card game. And it's like, uh, it's just, it's really clever and weird. I I don't know how <laughs> else to explain it. It's just like. Whenever you think it's something, something else happens, and it's like you, you've got to solve puzzles and stuff inside the world, and uh, and the cards like talk to you and stuff. It's really weird, but it's it's really surreal and creepy and weird, and fun. I I would recommend trying it. If it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but I really I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, because I watched Mark. I think it was Markiplier. Markiplier. Uh, Markiplier. I think I watched him play it like last year or the year before. I watched him play like the first section of the game. I was like, I don't want to see any more because I don't want to be spoiled. So I like stopped watching his let's play. But I really enjoyed what I saw of it, and then, uh, now I'm playing it, and I'm really addicted to it. And I have like I basically been up till fr- it's been it's my new vampire survives. I stay up till three o'clock in the morning playing it, <laughs> get addicted again. <laughs> Uh, at the same time, I'm actually planning out my short stories for contests too. Oh, so, nice. uh, the Mac, <laughs> Mac, the iPad Mini is so useful for me and helps me out trying to plan out. Whereas you just stay up until three a.m. playing something that is not on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I've been waiting for it to come to Xbox. It's gonna to come to Xbox eventually. Uh, and also, I want to try and complete it in the next two days because Fa- uh, Fire Emblem Engage is coming out on the twentieth, and I'm. Mm. I, I, Fire Emblem for uh, Fire Emblem Three Hours Houses was my game of the year when it came out like two three years ago. So I'm like I'm really looking forward to playing the new Fire Emblem. So I'm gonna be obsessed with and that so, as well. <laughs> and so far, it's been received. So you must be hooked. That's where you're gonna be hooked to it. I but anyway, so. um, now the question is. Uh, when things subscription is going to be uh, coming out to Xbox, do you absolutely believe it will arrive on the Xbox Game Pass? I hope so. I really hope so. It's a really good game, and everyone should play it. Um, if it doesn't come to Game Pass, I'll be a bit bummed. But yeah, they said that it was coming to Xbox at some point, like about a year ago, and there's still no sign of it, which is really upsetting because it's on PlayStation, it's on PC, and it's on Switch. Um, so I've been playing it on the Switch because I've basically got impatient because I really wanted to play it because it just seemed like my cup of tea and it, and it is. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 I love the fact that I've stopped playing God of War to play it. I was like, I was playing God of War and like, I'm bored of this now. I'm going to play a card game. <laughs> oh, you're bored <laughs> of God so of War. I am, yeah. I'm really bored of it. I'm sorry. 
It's it's not my it's, cup of tea. I'm not I'm not super into cinematic cuts. I'm not really into games where it's like twenty minutes of cutscenes and then a little bit of action and then more cutscenes. That's not really my thing. I like I like games that have different gameplay mechanics and you have to think. You it's not it's like it almost feels like a bit mindless God of War a little bit. You know, you just smash you just mashing the attack buttons and stuff, and it's like. It's not a bad game. It's just not my thing, really. It's not my cup of tea. I'm more of a. I like I like playing games with different gameplay mechanics. I get bored of doing the same thing over and over and over again, and it feels too much like 2018 to me, like the God of War, the original God of War game, which I've already spent 20 hours playing like this last year because <laughs> I only just finished God of War 2018, and then Rock came out, so I was like, oh, it feels a bit too similar to me. <laughs> I kind of already done this. I probably will go back you know, to God of War, but I am a bit bored of it at the moment, to be perfectly honest. It's a bit harsh, but does it bore? Does it bore you if it actually tries to patronise you with their dialogue? <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't know if it's trying... It's a bit hand-holding, you know, you're all right a little bit sometimes. I, I think Horizon's worse for that. Uh, hey, go over mm. there! I should climb that rock over there. Go get. I should climb this. I should grab this. It's like, yes, we know, Aloy. Shut up. I'm trying to play here. <laughs> but anyway, um, if I was to get a PlayStation Five, would you recommend me to get God of War uh, Ragnarok on it? Uh, if you if you were gonna get a PS Five, then yeah. But I personally, I, I, this it's gonna be it's gonna be sound super fanboy here. It's not worth buying a PS Five at the moment. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Not worth it. Spider-Man. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it still because uh, I think I've got the space to fit it, but I just don't really have any kind of purpose for it. And yeah. it's for those same kind of reasons why I sold off my PS4 to my brother-in-law. Yeah. So if there's <laughs> any new games console, I would rather buy the Switch OLED instead Ooh, nice. of PlayStation Five, even though I got a Switch. You say you, yeah, you say you got the room for it, so you've got like a whole spare bedroom just to put the PlayStation in, right? Oh, like, <laughs> it's, it's bloody huge! I'm a, I'm a giant. I'm like six five, and it looks massive compared to me. I'm, I it literally takes up half my body. It's like it's ridiculous. Uh, I personally, for me, I don't see. I I kind of almost regret buying a PS five at the moment because it's just collecting dust most of the time. God of War is good, enjoyable. But it's not really my type of game. Uh, the game I've probably spent the most time on and enjoyed the most is probably... I was going to say Death Stranding, but no, it's actually yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, obviously. Spider-Man I... 2, when Spider-Man 2 comes out, then buy a PS5. That's my recommendation, because Spider-Man yeah. is always an awesome game. They're my favourite PlayStation games. Or if there's a new Ghost of Tsushima, because Ghost of Tsushima is awesome as well. I've, I've... Yeah, I would definitely buy a PlayStation Five for that and the Spider-Man Two game as well because sure. I think these games are really come out on top. But yeah. I haven't actually played Horizon, and I thought it's really interesting. But it just appears as if the original is like by far the best of a bunch. Uh, I don't know how yeah. the remaster is going to go on. So Aloy's, a, I don't like Aloy's character, and I also feel like going. For, uh, the problem with Horizon is always been when it's released. Horizon 1 came out like a week after Breath of the Wild. Horizon 2 came out a week after Elden Ring. 
Both of those games are far superior open world games. I'm sorry. If you want to play an open world game, play Breath of the Wild or play Elden Ring. Do not play for Horizon because it's better than both. It's better than them. I'm sorry, it just is. And I feel bad saying it, but it's true. <laughs> well, I think if anyone wants to play an open world game, they would get Spider Man on PlayStation if they want to stick to their own console. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Spider Man 2 is the reason I bought a PS5, but. I, sh- I basically got impatient and bought it early and now I'm like just looking at it collecting dust at the moment. <laughs> you do realise you can get a Spider-Man on the PC now, so yeah, you're not really one. missing out if you didn't buy the PlayStation 5. But hey, yeah. but I think interesting enough, PC. I talked to someone else who's got a PlayStation 5 yeah. and when I spoke to him, he said like, I can get Xbox games on the PC and I can like play the PlayStation exclusives on the PlayStation 5, but That's it's fair. just the same way with like Xbox. Like, you can play Xbox games on there, even though you can play it on the PC, but now yeah. you get PlayStation games coming on Steam as well. So, what's the argument there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, with me personally, is that I like PC gaming, I think it's fun, but. When I'm in work all day and I'm sat behind a computer and I'm on my desk and I'm just sat up against a keyboard and mouse, like that's how I work. I when I play video games, I like to lay back on my sofa or on my bed with a controller and have a giant 4K TV and play at that. So I like playing. I like playing games on console, and I like having the option of doing both. You know, like I. I, I, I prefer console gaming these days. Yeah, me days. too. Me too. Because I, I, I used to have a PC Xbox. that I used to have a PC that I was hoping to set up as like a games console to put on the TV, but now I just feel like as if I should be getting a Steam Deck if I want to go on a console version of the PC because yeah, for sure. PCs are just meant to be played at the desk and I don't think it was easy enough for me to set up. But if you've got any recommendations on how I would turn a PC into a games console, let me know in the comments. Oh, but apart here. from that, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I would love but, some recommendations because I would love to get into PC gaming, but my laptop is ancient and I don't really have the space for a, like a desktop, really. So I, if, if you, anyone has any recommendations for like a gaming laptop, or should I just get a Steam Deck and just play my games on that? Let me know what you guys think. I, I appreciate that because PC gaming is something I would love to get back into, especially with Game Pass because I got Game the ultimate version of Game Pass, so I have a load of games to play on PC. So <laughs> I can play on PC and I can play on my Xbox. It's um, like, yay, winning! I must add, sorry, I must add that I recently overwritten the Windows on my gaming PC with. Linux, so I got like uh. Kubuntu installed, and I just set it up, and it just like uh, much nicer because I know this computer is not going to be compatible with Windows 11, so so more people go into Linux or even Max. Do you know what other game is on PC? Inscription. Play it. Uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> and Vampire Survivors as well. Uh, hmm. Uh, speaking of which, we can move on to the news, I guess. Just getting my uh, news articles up. News. News. You're going to be ending up changing the tune every week. Every week I change the news tune. I think that I ripped off the kind of funny one there. They, they do that. I kind of ripped that, that tune off. I'll, I'll come up with a new tune every week. Um, that's like a thing. So I was going to mention... Well, 
As I mentioned, Vampire Survivor, we're going to skip to new story number three and we'll go back to number one. Uh, the Dice Awards. Instead, we've been talking more about PlayStation, so yeah. that's pretty much taboo in this state. Boo, PlayStation, you dislike. Boo. No, don't dislike us, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, the Dice Awards have been announced. Uh, Game of the Year nominees are Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and. Vampire Survivors! Woo! Didn't get snubbed at the actual proper video game awards, the Dice Awards. Vampire Survivor actually getting nominated for some awards, thank God, because they didn't get any awards in the game awards. Uh, so it's actually up for Game of the Year, which is brilliant. So yeah, Game of the Year, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Stray, and Vampire Survivors. Um, I want Elden Ring to win it, but I'm, I got a soft spot for Vampire Survivors, and it's one of our games of the year. Uh, if you want to go back and watch our Game of the Year videos, we discussed how much we loved Vampire Survivors. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought I would mention that. The Dice Awards have come out. Uh, they're, they're usually seen as the more prestigious Game Awards because I'd say, like, the Jeff Keighley Game Awards is more like the MTV or the, the Kids' Choice Awards, whereas the Dice Awards are more like the Oscars. I mean, is that fair? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like, that's the, usually the case. Um, so, yeah, I think that's good nominees. I don't know why Strays are the nominees for Game of the Year, but I never I didn't understand that in the Jeff Keighley one either. But I was just happy to see Vampire Survivors finally getting the recognition it deserves. Um, I'm really, really happy for that to be in the nominees. I think God, I think uh, Elder Ring's probably going to win it, though, because it's just a masterpiece. Uh, uh, what do you think? Chief? Um... Are you talking about the Dice Awards 2023 and not the Game Awards one last the year? Dice Aw- the Dice Awards, yeah. T- it's the Dice Awards 2023. They've just had, they announced I... them this year, uh, this week. Because I, I got, I just got really a bit uh, mixed up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the same, it's the same games anyway, but it's got like, uh... <clears throat> but yeah, survives. it's Vampire Survivors is coming up to the Game of the Year and I think yeah, do it. But the <laughs> sad thing about it is, the other games are like um, the only thing that is like available on Xbox apart from Vampire Survivors is Elden Ring. Yeah. Apart from that, free games exclusive to PlayStation. So, uh, if I and there's no, three, no uh, mention of there's no mention of uh, Plague Tale Requiem as well as yeah, like Xenoblade Chronicles Three. So therefore, it's just like. There's not even any Nintendo nominees for the game of the year, so I that's that. good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't notice that really. Out of those three PlayStation games, I would probably say God of War, uh, Horizon. I'm not first on Stray. I'm not first on Elden Ring. Was should win it though. Elden Ring or Vampire Survivors. I hope wins that. I would love it if Vampire Survivors wins it because people would lose their mind. Because <laughs> people are like, how well, could this game not... win? It's all sprites. Why? <laughs> It's not that surprising anyway, because I know Vampire Survivors is worthy of a game of the year, so it's not that surprising. Like, yeah. if Jim Crescession, like, mentions that as one of the games of the year, then it shouldn't be that much surprise to anybody. Should be but a then, if the Vampire Survivors wins the game of the year, then it just proves that you don't really have to, like, splash out on all the fancy graphics just to, like, win the game of the year, so... And... <laughs> and... If he also won the prestigious Xbox the Box Game of the Year 
and the game that kept mm. us up till three o'clock in the morning, and the most exhilarating yes. game. It's won a lot of awards for us. Our, our prestigious awards. It won. A, it won. It won a lot of them. <laughs> we love Vampire Survives on this show. Uh, if you don't like Vampire Survives, get out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anyone who's actually played Vampire Survivors who doesn't like it though. It's one of those games that people look at it like, oh, so these sprites they all look stupid. But as soon as they play it, like they go, oh, okay, okay, okay I kind of get it. Hour later, oh, I love this game. Two hours later, they're like, they <laughs> just like can't stop playing. It's just uh, it just reminds it me it, when it I was like, you. yeah, when I was like working on like one of those games, which I don't want to elaborate further, but I was in yeah. part of a company. And it's like, well, we made this game, and it's going to like have a simplified art, and then. When I just sent out the publishers, it's just like, oh, it's going to work best as a mobile game because they're all, because you know the publishers are expecting like realistic graphics or something that is, takes advantage of the yeah. power. Like if it has ray tracing, they would definitely pick it up. But once the Vampire Survivors like uh, wins Game of the Year, this will change the entire uh, environment so. of how publishers see games because I think the. I think there was too much of a push for like photorealistic games, and quite yeah. often it doesn't have enough of the QA to cover everything for bugs. But when you have a game that actually works well and people love it, then it means you do not have to fuss about the how the game performs, because as long as it's fun, then that's all that matters, and that's exactly. what you need to be able to get people to understand. But either way, the game business has turned from like creating fun experiences to like business opportunities which is yeah. why you see a lot of sequels so it's just sucks. I mean, yeah i mean triple a business triple a gaming is like completely bankrupt and uh completely run out of ideas devoid of ideas indie games is where all the new ideas come because uh, basically making a triple a game now they say it literally will take like a life cycle of a console to make a triple a game now so basically, if they make if someone's making a triple A game now, it'll probably be for the PS6 or for the Xbox Series. I don't know Z or whatever they want to call it. Like that, I think like so that means that they can't be as risky. They can't make like crazy stuff. They basically have to be really safe, and it's kind of disappointing that I really that disappoints me. Um, mm. So yeah, Dice Awards. I hope Vampire Survivor wins it, but probably Elden Ring will win it, and also, that also deserves to win, so I'm happy with that. Uh, just hopefully none of the PlayStation games win it. Because <laughs> I'm a fanboy! So, we're going to mention next week's podcast, we're probably going to be a day late, I imagine, because we have the Xbox Developer Direct on the Wednesday night at 8 p.m. So we're going to be doing reactions to that. That's so we're going to talk about the direct now. Um, yeah, we're going to be hopefully doing direct, uh, doing live reactions, and they'll go up straight after the show goes. Up, like we're going to record it and then put it up afterwards. I assume that's what we're going to do, or we're going to try and stream yeah. it live. Yeah, that's usually but what we do. But at anyway. the moment, by the moment, we got predictions for it, and I'm seeing them on Pure Xbox's article at the moment. Is that where yeah. you're getting them from, or is it somewhere yeah. else? Uh, I, I, I'm just going to come up with my own predictions. Like basically, I, 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 so yeah, you can. Uh, but yeah, we know what, kind of what to expect. They said they're going to show four games. They said they're going to show uh, Forza, Redfall, Minecraft Dungeons or Legends, even and uh, 
ESO Online, Elder Scrolls Online. This is going to be about 45 minutes long. Do we expect any surprises? Are we, is it going to be like a Nintendo Direct and they go, and here's one more thing, and then it's like, I don't know, Banjo Free or something. <laughs> Do you think we're going to get any kind of surprises <laughs> like that? Because it doesn't seem like we're going to... It's like they seem to have tried to temper our expectations a bit. I mean, we know that there's not going to be Starfield there. They said they're going to have... It's going to have its own uh, developer direct later on in the year. Um, so, I mean, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get any surprises or do you think they're going to stick to what they said? I think at this way of the Xbox reveals, I just feel more games will be revealed for Game Pass and nothing that is totally new. Yeah, that's and true. I think, yeah. And I think it's just a case like, they probably like mentioned about GoldenEye, which pure Xbox bought brings up but i think it's also likely that they will reveal updates but we also be seeing more like <clears throat> forza motorsport and and also to do with uh, what's it called um starfield as well oh yeah yeah and yeah. redfall yes but i think i think it would be great if 343 i would be able to uh reveal like some new updates for halo that'd Infinite. be good because yeah. because in the moment, February's going to be like really flat, but they're going to be they already revealed so much for season three. So in the moment, it's predicted that uh, the DLC and the battle royale could like be announced mm. from next year. But so far, I think it's just quite likely we may see drops there. But if there's any yeah. drops, then we could end up seeing more content for Halo Infinite and nothing else. So I don't yeah. expect anything for free for free eye. So I'm assuming that I mean I think the most logical bet is that we're going to see release dates for this for these games these four games. Uh, ESO obviously is already out, but uh, the other three will probably get release dates. Which do you think we're going to see first? Which game do you think is going to come out first? Redfall, Minecraft Legends, or Forza? Out of those three, which one do you think is going to? Which one do you think is going to be the Forza. first game to come out? Yeah, I think in Forza. Forza probably, yeah. Uh, like, maybe it might come out next month? February? Is that too... Is that too... Is that too much of a push? Or maybe maybe March? I don't know. I think... I think I would say March. That's where yeah. I'm get, having a gut feeling it will come out in March and not on February. Because I think the February is like... It's going to be a month for Hogwarts... Legacy, which is going to be a huge fuss because yeah. I, the trans women, well, trans people like me, were definitely not going to be comfortable with that going around. And I imagine people are going to review it highly, but who knows? It's just going to be turning to some kind of like big dispute because yeah. of J.K. Rowling. But, but yeah. I think that's what's going to be like February. So if like someone were to release something like Force the motorsport in March, then that will probably be good. But then also, but then you got the, the the thing I've been thinking about as well because obviously they also said Starfields with that it's gonna or they they think everything's gonna be coming out before June, right, or around June. So we've got four games coming out before June, but then also June we have Diablo Four. Do you want to release a game around Diablo Four? I don't think so. Do you want to release a game re around Tears of the Kingdom? Because I think that's gonna kill whatever game comes out near it. Um, yes. Like that's and then also in March 
we also are probably going to get Ghostwire Tokyo because the one year exclusivity deal for PlayStation is now gone at that point because we we saw Deathloop literally came out the day after the exclusivity ran out on PlayStation. So it's going to be the probably the same thing in March. We're probably going to have Ghostwire Tokyo. And I, well, Xbox seem to like to do they like to release this like four or five games at the same time. I'm hoping they don't do that with this. I'm hoping they're going to spread everything out and we'll have like a game a month, which would be nice for the first mm. six months. But yeah, I, d- I don't know what to think because they, they kind of they do that sometimes. They, they release Halo two weeks after Forza in 2021 and that completely just killed Forza like, like long uh, tail <laughs> of like sales and stuff. So I, and also like sometimes they have the Forza DLC and like a load of other stuff come out at the same time. It's weird. They, they seem to release everything at the same time all the time and I'm hoping that they're going to try and keep this spread out. I don't know. Um, I'm rambling a bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what's, what's best for... What, what are they going to do? Because there's so many games to release before June and there's not enough time, damn it. There's not enough time. <laughs> Look, uh, all we can say is it's just carry on and see what comes out because it's better to like know what's coming than just to, like keep speculating into circles. But speaking True. of which, Ooh. we do have a fantasy critic, so oh, we've got we go. some interesting news <laughs> for it. Because of uh, uh, guessing what stuff's coming out this year, hey. yeah. So we, did, so if you didn't watch last week, we did our we did our fantasy critic draft where we we all me and Alice and we also had the PlayStation team of PS We Trust uh, all picked ten games that we thought were going to come out this year. We thought were going to be the best reviewed games of the year. Um, we both uh, we've all added extra t- games to our team since last week because that's what the update's about so uh last week i i drafted 10 oh my game's been updated yes i just checked so i got fantasy on fantasy critic i have fire emblem engage and that's now an 83.2 critic sp- critic score so i've actually got a game on my account which is cool uh oh you got two games yes wow. and allow me to explain um, go ahead sorry I'm right now <laughs> Uh, right now, <clears throat> Monster Hunter Wise is higher rated than um, Fire Emblem Engage. Damn. Because you got like 83.2 for the critic. Yeah. Monster Hunter Wise is actually 87.6. And, and Persona 4 Golden. Persona 4 is also like 88.2. But according to uh, Metacritic at the moment, it's now like about 92, so I don't know That's if mad. this is referring to. Hang on. Yeah, it's, it's on the Switch. Yeah. It's 92, so it should be updated soon. And because of this, as it's released, I got 18 points, wow. which compared to the projection, it's about three times as much because it's been rated at 6.5. So I got the first game yeah. and I got 18 points, which puts me in first place. You're running away and with I it at think, the <laughs> Yeah, so now I'm just getting some good starter points, whereas yeah. you got, like, Fire Emblem Engage. So since last week, I've added five games to my team. I've added uh, Metro Prime 4, just in case it does come out, Minecraft Legends, Liza P, Re- uh, Replaced, and Avowed. 
So if any of those games come out and get reviewed high, that'll be good for me. Uh, the PlayStation people have added Death Stranding 2, Star Wars, The Knights of the Old Republic remake, Marvel's Wolverine, Season A Letters, Letter to the Future, and Stellar Blade. And then what games have you added to your uh, team? I bet it really highly because I don't know how much I should put it put on yeah, this you, list you, you have you went all in for <laughs> this one i love it yeah so i put like 20 dollars on hollow knight silk song and 30 dollars on pikmin 4 because uh, yeah i was gonna say i put a so, one pound bid on both of those games so you obviously beat me to those games so i would have had them in my list if you didn't bid on them and been bid so high <laughs> yeah so that's but we, uh, Oh, I forgot to mention. Yeah, I should explain that. Everyone gets a hundred fictional pounds to buy games for the rest of the year. I spent like six quid and bought like six games, one pound each. Whereas you went all in and spent thirty quid on games. Where, but you ended up pinching them for me, so it ended up working out good for you. Uh, so you got yeah. Hollow Knight and Pikmin off me, basically, which I was gonna buy <laughs> for cheap. I was gonna try and get them on the cheap. <laughs> uh, well. I did also make some additional bids. I bid it on Octopath Traveler 2 or 2, Ooh. as well as the another game, uh, which I thought I got this free, but unfortunately, um, it did not appear on my list, and I don't understand why it's happening. So I bet it on like Octopath and Suicide Squad, which I did put nice. bids in, and I'm going to try again, because... The update... Uh, it updates every three. It updates every week, so your bids won't go through until three days, eight hours, forty-five minutes, and ten seconds from now. Tells you at the top where it says bid. So you you should get those games unless I bid on them, which I won't because I don't really want to get Suicide Squad to be honest. Oh, so it will update soon then. Yeah, it updates at the end of the week. So every week you you the the thing updates. So yeah, we book. So we had our ten games we drafted last week. We've we've upgraded our teams by. I've added five. PlayStation team have added five, and you've added two. Uh, but you're winning. So you, know, you might have less games than us, but you're in the lead. So <laughs> what do we yes. know? <laughs> I, 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 I thought Fire Emblem Engage was going to get me in the lead, but you've got two games that are already higher rated than that coming out this week, which is mad. You're already ahead of me, which is yeah. I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in danger. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, so right now I've made a counter bid for Metro Prime 4 because <gasps> I am absolutely sure that this is not going to come out. <laughs> wow, ballsy. So you've used a counter pick on, on my Metro Wow. Well, it's fair. <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think it's coming out this year either, but I, I was like, the odd chance it does come out I want to make sure I have it on my team. <laughs> then I was like, that's the way I thought. It's like, <coughs> the odd chance it might actually come out. I want it on my team just to be safe. So that's why I picked it. <laughs> Same thing with Avowed. Like, those games, I'm like, I know they're going to be bangers when they come out. And it, it just hopefully they will come out, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's coming out this year. It'll probably come out 2025 at this rate, 2026, <laughs> 2027. Yeah. It's, it's, beyond, it's beyond good and evil 2. Uh, levels of uh, of development. Speaking of which... Well, <laughs> well, mind you, Bayonetta 3 was announced in 2017, and it wasn't yeah. until it 
came out on late 2022. So who knows? Metro Prime 4 may actually come out, but I don't think it will come out this year because we only only saw the logo and that's enough to like uh, go into a hissy fit with (laughs) F-bombs. So much of them that it's actually going to demonetize your reaction. (laughs) Yeah, my reaction, I went a bit over the top of it. I I love Metroid though, I'm sorry, I just do. Um, so, so we talked about most of the stuff on the news, but you wanted to mention briefly in the news, uh, the EU taking on Microsoft again. So this Microsoft buying a buy Activision thing is uh, every every episode. Uh, basically, if we just kept you updated on that, we could literally do a podcast every week just about this Activision deal because the amount of stuff that comes yeah. out every week about it is ridiculous. Uh, I'm kind of bored of it now. I just want the Activision deal to go through. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just basically what happened is they're going to face an antitrust warning over the Activision deal, but and it just seems that EU will have to keep on persisting to going against the deal, but come on, I mean, it's been going on for so long, and at the moment, it's not just limited to the UK, it's also the yeah. EU who's now, like, going to keep persevering and just prevent this deal from ever happening. And I just think this is just more like trying to say, uh, so it's it's just like listening to Jim Wine and then feeling that this would mean no Call of Duty on the PlayStation. But it just seems as if they're just asking so much, as if they don't really want this deal to go through. But no. uh, it's just it's just getting tiring and annoying. And I just feel that. Microsoft is just constantly being barraged with a lot of challenges to their deal, and yeah. I just think this is getting really ridiculous now. I mean, it's just you know, Candy Crush, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Diablo. Okay, cool. That's like that's it, really. I mean, that's all they really want. They just want to get four or five gaming franchises added to their, their business. I don't. I don't think it's that. I don't understand why it's such a big deal. Like. Like Activ- if Activision becomes a part of Xbox, like Xbox becomes a bigger company, which is good for competition, right? And then they would still be smaller than PlayStation and Tencent. So I don't understand it. It's weird to me that this is a, there's so much back, there's so much like stuff deal, like so much to do with this deal. Like even if Xbox do buy Activision, Ubisoft still a thing, EA still a thing, Tencent still a thing. Sony, Nintendo, Capcom, Sega, you could go on forever. There's companies like, like I don't understand why this is such a big deal because like Disney buying Fox, I was literally like the first place buying third place in the movie thing, and like literally most of the like literally Disney owns everything now. Yet that went through like pretty much seamlessly. Whereas this, it's like it's so many le- like, like as far as I'm aware, this is like. This has got this has got so much more legal ramifications going for it. It's it's mad to me that it's still, yeah. I don't get the legal why this is taking so long. To be honest, it's just annoying uh, at this point. <laughs> I do have a news flash here. Microsoft <laughs> has now confirmed that today, by two thirty p.m. on Eurogamer, that they are going to cut ten thousand jobs uh, for Microsoft. Ooh, damn, I didn't, I, that's, that's news. I didn't know that. Oh, that sucks. And you, in a public statement, in, in a public statement on the matter, as according to Microsoft, 
They are um, blaming on the global recession and then changing spending habits from consumers as the reason wow. for their cuts. So it's like, oh, getting your profits down. Uh, oh, I'll just cut down jobs. And this is t this is the same kind of tactic that if the bosses have reduced profits, they cut down their workforce. So it's not great. Not good. That's not good. Um, uh, we're um, thoughts and prayers go out to anyone who's lost their job. We uh, we sympathise and uh, hope that you're doing okay. That that sucks. That really does suck. Uh, I hate that. Now, hate according to, to the now according to Satya Nadella, so I'm just gonna pick up little snippets from the Microsoft blog. Yeah, go ahead. They're confident. They're confident that Microsoft will will emerge on this stronger and more competitive. But it requires us to take actions grounded in three priorities. First, we want to align our cost structure with our revenue and where we see customer demand. Today, we are making changes that will result in a reduction of our overall workforce by 10,000 jobs through the end of financial year of 2023, called the third quarter. This represents less than 5% of our total employee base for some notifications happening today. 5%, but this is still loads of jobs been cut. That's a lot of people. 10,000 people is a lot. That's not a small percentage. Jesus. That's way more than the podcast Ooh. we're doing today. <laughs> yeah, there's just two of us. <laughs> and second, us. we will continue to invest in strategic areas of our future, meaning we are allocating both our capital and talent to areas of speculative growth and long-term competitors or the company, while divesting in other areas. These are kinds of hard choices we have made throughout our 47-year history to maintain a credential company in this industry that is unforgiving to anyone who doesn't adapt to platform shifts. Damn. Well, that sucks. Uh, and, and they're also like trying to increase the diversity of their workspaces. So, okay. And third, we will treat our people with dignity and respect and act transparently. Okay, that's all that means. Uh, these decisions are difficult but necessary. They're especially difficult because they impact people's and people's lives, our colleague and friends. And then they're going to have the full support during their transitions and they will get benefits once they like, get their jobs cut. But, uh, but I think they're just aiming to provide more competition become more competitive and focusing more innovations yeah. but then again i think it's just more of a case of microsoft thinking oh it's not working so we have to like cut down people there so it just sucks real big time yeah we'll have to see what happens with that that sucks though i don't like that that's uh Ugh. well on that news should we move on to our topic of the show because that's that, that's a bit of a bummer let's try and go a bit light-hearted i think even though it's not really like Yeah, the very reason of this clickbaity thumbnail. Yeah. Boop, boop, clickbait of the week. Topic of the show. Boop, boop, doo. Should Xbox buy, uh, buy Ubisoft? No, probably not. Um, what, Why not? Because Ubisoft sucks. It's more money. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't mind Ubisoft. Um, what is going on with Ubisoft at the moment? I mean, it, it's, uh, it's mind-boggling. They're having... They, basically, their their estimated profits are lower than they expected. Uh, Sparks of uh, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope did not sell as well as they thought it would. 
and other Ubisoft games didn't sell as well as they thought they would. So now they're uh, they're basically they're they're lowering their expectations. They've also cancelled four games that were announced. They've delayed Skull and Bones again, like the two hundredth time. Uh, Beyond Good of Evil Two is still in development somehow, even though it's been in development for like fifteen, sixteen years now. Uh, and keeps jumping sharks. Yeah, I don't. So I mean, Ubisoft. Something's going on with Ubisoft at the moment. I, I mean, the Click Bounty title is kind of has a bit of fact to it. I mean, usually, like Activision was going through a really bad transitional period, uh, where they were like losing, where they they were having all this uh, horrible sexual harassment stuff going on, and people were having horrible job placements and stuff. And so basically, Xbox bought them when they were at their lowest. Whereas I feel like Ubisoft are at their lowest now. I could see Xbox trying to swoop in and uh, buy them while they're at the low point. Don't you think that? I mean, that's a possibility. Uh, but then yeah, I, don't know if it, I think that's I don't know a good. See... That's a good. That's a good tactic. Like, if a company start feeling down, buy them. But yeah. I think if Microsoft, if were to not face any issues, they should be buying Sega and Atlas instead of like having to oh, deal yeah. with Ubisoft or Activision. But right now. Activision is that once Microsoft takes ownership of them, it just means they got a huge portion of all those intellectual properties there, which is why people are absolutely going nuts about Microsoft buying it. But then I don't know how it's whether it's going to be less severe when if they do decide to get Sega instead. So I prefer Sega myself to Ubisoft, but yeah, it's just before we mention it because obviously something's going on in Ubisoft. They're not, they're not doing very well at the moment. They're having a bit of a bad time. Uh, Xbox can give you some money to make some games. <laughs> I mean, Ubisoft is baffling to me because they chase, they chase trends. They're chasing after the Battle Royale thing and they're doing NFTs and all this crap. All they have to do is make a Splinter Cell game and they'll sell fucking millions. People love Splinter Cell and they just won't make a new Splinter Cell game for some reason. What are you doing, Instead, Ubisoft? they... Instead, they make uh, Rainbow Six games, and yeah. it's got like NFTs and microtransactions too. But then I think the Splinter Cell might actually convince people. But bear yeah. in mind, they haven't got on. They they just can get more games out when there's obviously some good opportunities. But bear in mind that Splinter Cell was one. The original was an Xbox exclusive back in two thousand two. We love the original. I love the original Spin Cell. Such a good game. So, so far ahead of its would time I, as well. Would I remind you that it's you were thirteen when it came out? Because wow, it's, it's like twenty years ago. <laughs> that makes me feel old. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Assassin's Creed. They've milked to death. Watch Dogs has gone a bit weird. Far Cry. People have kind of lost interest in it. I, you know, it's like ugh, Ubisoft. You need to do something here. Uh, they think this, I can't remember the wording of it. It was something like they they only uh, want to make ca- uh, like profitable franchises or like big franchise games now. They only want to make games that they guarantee to make money from. So they're basically being less risk averse, which is like we were saying earlier about how AAA games are becoming more and more risk averse. But this is like the prime example here is Ubisoft. Um, they've got a Star Wars well, game in development, so that's the point. And they've got an Assassin's Creed game in development, but don't expect I thought the Star really Wars. Unique. I thought the Star Wars is being managed by EA, so 
Ubisoft the, working on it. They've got yeah, the, the Star Wars license is available to everyone now. It used to be just EA. Now everyone has access to it. So uh, Ubisoft well, are making uh, the people who made the Division uh, are making a open world Star Wars game. Uh, so mm. that should be fun. If that's any good, so the people who made the division. Well, bear in mind, there's also Avatar games coming out. Oh, like and the Ubisoft. Avatar game, yeah, I forgot about that. Ugh, I can't stand Avatar. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> I don't understand why that's the second. I don't understand why that's the highest grossing film of all time, and I don't understand why people have gone to see the second one because the first one was shite. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand it. Well, but I'm interested to watch the second one though. But as for the Ubisoft game version of it, it's just like. I'm not that fast, and I think they only like mentioned it. But to be yeah. honest, I'm not expecting a lot much from Ubisoft because yeah. the last thing they actually brought out that is infinitely good is Far Cry Free Blood Dragon. Oh, I love that game. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the remaster wasn't well received because it was basically porting it over to the newest systems. Yeah, I think. Uh, Black Flag was really good. Assassin's Creed Black Flag was a really good game as well. That was probably my last favorite Assassin's Creed game. They've got all uh, RPG style with it now, and they've become super bloated. They feel like almost like like not as good versions of The Witcher as like the latest games in the Assassin's Creed series. Like they become more like RPGs uh, with lots of like stats and stuff. And like, and I'm not interested in that. I prefer the original Assassin's Creeds. Assassin's Creed 2 is still one of my favourite games of all time. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4 is really good as well. Those are my two favourites. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Ubisoft. Um, what are you doing, Ubisoft? You go, you like... It's something... It's just... It's not, it's, not, it's not smooth sailing at Ubisoft at the moment. There's a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, yeah. Maybe it'd be easy if they just sold themselves to someone... If like if Sony bought Ubisoft or something, that'd be crazy. Could you imagine, <laughs> like the amount of cra- how crazy that would be? Or I don't know. What do you think? I just would say that Microsoft should buy Blood Dragon, but this would mean it's buying Far game. Cry because that's what's part of it. But I think there's a lot of potential in that. But yeah. bear in mind, I I hate to bring it up, but Rooster Teeth for like being like oaring over the Ubisoft games. And I think they just also got like the board games and Uno's. Oh, if okay. Microsoft were to buy them, just imagine so much opportunities for them to utilize these board games. But then again, people would view it as if they actually got a real monopoly in their hands. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, if they did buy Ubisoft, I couldn't see it happening until the Activision deals come through. I feel like everything's kind of on a standstill until Activision's done. Because I feel like they want to buy Crystal Dynamics, maybe buy Focus Home. There's a couple of play- there's a couple of smaller teams I can see them wanting to buy, but they just can't at the moment because of this Activision deal. Um, Ubisoft would be an interesting one. I don't know how much Ubisoft would go for. I don't think it'd be the $69 billion that Activision goes for, but it, it, uh, it'd be interesting to see if it did go on sale. Especially because it's all like a, it's a, it's an all time low at the moment. The Assassin's Creed would, franchise is, is quite profitable, but I don't know how much. Else I would. Is there. I would say that Ubisoft could sell like half the price of the Activision deal. Yeah, maybe. But then it half. could be much lower, like one billion. I don't know. <laughs> Ten pound fifty and a packet of crisps. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's uh, be rather soppy. Because I think you're talking about prices for Sega. <laughs> well, it's the fact that uh, you I don't understand how the prices work half the time because it's the fact that all uh, Square Enix sold all their Western developers for three hundred grand or three hundred million, even which is like nothing compared to like every other every other developer. It's like what the hell's going on? Prices are just so all mm. over the place. It's ridiculous. Um, well, I think that as far as I know that. I think, if anything, Microsoft could actually gain some rights to Ubisoft so they can get the games on Game Pass and nothing else yeah. because this is Uplay, which is, like, on PC. And yeah. if Microsoft were to take ownership of it, it just means they can, like, fold it into their own business. And instead, we see, like, Ubisoft games coming on Xbox Game Pass because yeah. if there is one thing I honestly feel that the Uplay is actually start of their downfall because yeah. once they start to have their own distribution surface, which they're trying to get away from Steam, I think this is when they went down because they try to have this platform where people can like get Ubisoft games, except it's just not that intuitive. No. And I think it's them like trying to play EA Origin, except <laughs> it didn't really turn out well. No. So I really think as if Ubisoft could have stuck to Steam. But no, I just feel this is a good opportunity as well for Microsoft to actually take over the Uplay business and then fold it into the Game Pass as well. Because I think Ubisoft is trying to get away from the Steam economy, which they obviously failed. And now they're just struggling more and more every year with their games because it used to be one of the biggest publishers in the world. And they even have the yeah. E3 uh, shows. Yeah, exactly. I I I don't know. What... Sorry, my microphone cut off a bit there, so I missed some of that. But yeah, I mean, Ubisoft is such a big company. It's like, um... yeah, I don't know what to say now. I'm just that complete... the do... my dog like knocked the cable out, and I have I've tried to plug it back in, so it totally threw me off. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do with Ubisoft. Like, they got some good franchises. They got said uh, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry. They got the Tom Clancy stuff. They got Just Dance. They got Rabbits. They got Rayman. They could do some stuff mm -hmm. with it. They, they, they have potential. I'm hoping Ubisoft's gonna turn a corner soon and just you know start making good stuff again. Because there was a period where Ubisoft was like one of the best developers in the world, and then. They just fell off a cliff again, and now they've got they're just chasing trends. I feel like they need to just come out and just do you know, be the trendsetters, not the trend followers. Or I think they need to start doing I think, experiments and stuff. I think the, the most likely opportunities would be for Microsoft to buy UPlay so they can bring the games to Game Pass. Yeah. Or they I, could even like buy the board game franchises like Hasbro. And bring it to Microsoft because they can do a lot more of those compared to the Ubisoft games. That's because true. I think <clears throat> I think it would be too difficult for Microsoft to deal with ever since they just got into a huge dispute with their Activision deal. So yeah. I just say that they're probably going to secure some properties of Ubisoft without actually buying the entire publisher. Yeah, I mean the only issue with the Ubisoft thing is that. I'm not hundred percent sure how it works, but I think the PlayStation Plus have a deal with Ubisoft. With Ubisoft, 
So a lot of the Ubisoft mm. games good. PlayStation Plus, uh, Essential and Premium or whatever they're called. PlayStation Plus Plus and PlayStation Plus 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 uh, get <laughs> Ubisoft games. Uh, they get Ubisoft games, whereas Xbox get all the EA uh, Play games. Uh, so that I think that's partly what it is as well. So they would have to try and make a deal with PlayStation to get that. Oh, like they'd have to outbid PlayStation for the Ubisoft games as well if they were going to do um, that. Well, actually, I think they would not really get to PlayStation this way because yeah. PlayStation absolutely minds about the Activision deal. But yeah. it's not like it's not too difficult for them to get the Ubisoft games, of course, because. Yeah. There's a few Ubisoft games that are already on the Game Pass, so like Assassin's Creed Origins, so they yeah, might actually true. have some good opportunity to bring more games to forgot it. About that. But who knows? Yeah, I forgot about that. That's a good point. There is Assassin's Creed Origins. I forgot about that. So there is some Ubisoft games. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, Ubisoft games seem to be going to PlayStation Plus Plus Plus. <laughs> at some point. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think Xbox should buy Ubisoft? Let us know in the comments below. I think it would be an interesting purchase. Obviously, we have to wait for Activision to get done first before we start uh, thinking about new new companies, I think. But I do think they're not going to be done after Activision. They still want to buy more. So, uh, yeah, curious. I, I would love to, I would love to have all the Assassin's Creed games on Game Pass. All the Assassin's Creed games, all the Call of Duty games, and then all the all the Bethesda games, all on Game Pass for like ten quid a month. I would be a happy person, be very very happy. And all the Una games on Game Pass too. Ooh, Uno, yes, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah, Uno. <laughs> Do you remember the game that's come out on the Xbox Three Sixty? There was an Una game for it. I but now it's that. just being re-released because Ubisoft now owns rights to it. So, ah, I didn't know that. So Microsoft has to buy them back. And then we can make Uno great again. <laughs> make, make Uno great again. That should be the name of this episode. Sorry for sounding like a white ring uh, <laughs> crazy, though. Yeah. The tr- the tr- well, who knows? I think they may end up turning Uno into top trumps. What's the bugs and bugs? Yeah, so I think that's it really for this episode of uh, X Marks the Box. Unless there's anything else you wanted to discuss before we uh, wrap up. Yeah, I think pretty much it. But I think I think at the moment in terms of Uno, Microsoft put, could probably pull the reverse card and so is hey. PlayStation. But then, who knows? At the moment, it's just like Microsoft trying to score the Uno with Activision, only the PlayStation is calling for a challenge. They they keep trying to draw four cards. I don't know how you can bring four cards. Draw four cards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like Uno. Uno's fun. Um, I was going to say something. I totally Oh, yeah. So, a reminder next week, our podcast may be a day late. Because of the Xbox developer direct, because we don't want to do a podcast and then have to have all this Xbox news come out after the podcast, and it makes no sense. So we're probably going to do it a day later, I think. Uh, but you will be able to if you were like, oh no, we're not. I'm not going to see Alice or Potato or Lewis or whatever. We're not going to see him for a whole day. I'm just going to be so sad. You can see our reactions on the uh, on the night of uh, the. Uh, the direct, hopefully, so you still Come on, you still get your like, fill. 
You still get 45 Come minutes on, of us so- talking. <laughs> Come on, there's only like less than like 40 subscribers to this channel. In fact, if you really want to support us, subscribe to our channel. Give us a like. That would help. If you're listening to YouTube, though. Yeah, I, I was I was just thinking about, yeah, because we hit 37 subscribers, we're on episode 36. Can we keep the subscriber Ooh. level higher than the episode level? I would appreciate that. If you, if, you, uh, if we could keep getting a new subscriber, at least one every week, and we could keep the level, keep ahead of our subscribers. <laughs> I would really appreciate that. that. That should be our goal. <laughs> and if we get to 100 subscribers by the end of 2023, um, I don't know, we'll do something fun. I, and that'd be, that'd be cool. I would love that. I would appreciate that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, subscribe, comment, share, follow me on Patreon, and on Twitter, and all that stuff, and share this and video with your grandmother and your your stepsister and your your dog if they like. Best videos. to wrap this up before people get bored of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for watching. Well, I'm, I'm I'm offended. All right, thank you guys for watching. Until next time, too sweet. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.